BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and not my producer, Taylor. I'm going to stop saying that because I thought I was going to be in LA in two weeks recording like 10 episodes and... You know, with everything that's going on, I don't think I'll be in LA at all in April. I have no idea what's going to happen. The world is so confusing right now, guys. I know everything is so overwhelming and my heart is breaking for the people who are like losing their jobs. And I just, I want this to be a happy episode. So we're not even going to go into that really. Just know that I think in times like this is when it shows you like what really matters in life. And as cliche as it is, like we really just need community. I think it's very cheesy, but we only have our relationships, whether it's your friends or your family or so many of you guys that I love and adore who have listened and watched me for years and followed along. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's a crazy time right now. And I'm going to keep making content during this time to be a nice distraction. Um, But yeah, today's episode is very exciting. Uh, last week, I went. Keaton and I actually went to Nashville, which was super fun. Our trip got cut short due to the fact that we wanted to get home to social distance. It was like the day or day two of when everyone kind of started trickling into social distancing. So we wanted to get back so we could be smart and responsible. I just want to say that I love Nashville and I'm definitely going back because I have like five or six more episodes just off the top of my head that I want to record there. I am not someone who wants to live everywhere like by any means. I'm very picky. I'm like LA, which is like, I don't really want to live there right now. LA, Dallas, New York, and then Nashville, but Nashville before New York. I just love Nashville. Like guys, I thrive there. It is just the cutest place ever. So anyways, I got back from Nashville. I've been reading Demi Moore's book. I'm finishing that probably today or tomorrow. I'm really excited. I have a list of books and movies that I'm going to watch over the next few weeks, which I'm really excited for. There are threads in the Facebook group. Again, if you guys... Okay, here's what I want to talk about. I think, again, at times like this, we really realize what matters most in relationships and community. And that is what I love, that we've been able to build such an amazing, beautiful, supportive community. We have a thread going in the Facebook group. If you guys haven't joined, please join. You will make so many friends. It's so much fun. I learned so much. I just... I don't know. I love seeing your stories and just everyone kind of hanging out in the comments and stuff. But we have a thread going just of how we can help people. Just like random, fun, good stories to kind of take your mind off of things and just like actual practical ways to help, but also like encouraging messages and cute photos and like good news stories and stuff. So if you guys haven't joined the Facebook group, you really, really need to. But I wanted to touch a little bit on the intro of today's episode on things that will help you just kind of over the next however long that we are in our houses, um, I made a list of things that I want to do, whether it's things that I've been putting off, things that I think would really actually benefit me to spend time on, things that I always really want to do, but I feel like I don't have enough time. And I'm really excited about that. Again, like I said, I have the list of books to read and movies to watch. That's in the Facebook group. Also, okay, something that I think is really important is to make a routine, but then also to relax. I think it's equally as important to do pretty much nothing. Um, I have struggled with mental health like my whole life, and I totally understand how this is going to be a really hard time. And it really actually scares me for a lot of people just kind of being stuck in your hole in your house and not being able to leave and all that stuff. So I would really, really recommend making a routine throughout the day. I have days like today was very a lot more structured and routine. I actually filmed a work from home morning routine that will be on my channel on 
I believe actually either today, the day this this uh, podcast goes live or Friday. Um, but I think it's nice to have a routine, get out a little bit, whether it's a walk or just opening your window or something, um, but also to relax and kind of chill because this is a really off time. I feel like, I mean, we have like way more time to do basically nothing. So um, I think it's important to have a routine and then also make time to kind of relax and chill and just catch up on movies and shows and read and kind of just do nothing at the same time. So I'm having some work days and then some days when I do legit nothing, which would essentially just be like weekends. But you know what I'm saying? It feels like there's no time right now. What day of the week is it? I don't know. I actually do know because I know when this podcast goes up, but you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, guys, I'm finishing the Clinton affair. Hopefully tonight. Um, Quentin and I have been arguing over who gets to pick the shows lately, which has really been something that's very not good for our relationship. Um, but I'm really excited to finish that. Keaton and I actually started that while we were in Nashville. And I'm also going to finish Nashville while I'm here. Also, I actually finally, well, I mean, I ordered this a bit ago. I ordered some uh, office furniture. So I don't know when that will be coming in. I actually feel kind of bad that it's even coming in right now, but it was already ordered and there were just problems with the order and blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to be arriving, I think, next week. So updates to come on my Instagram because I will finally have my office set up. Again, a work from home morning routine is going up on my YouTube channel tomorrow. But again, I just think it's really important that we take this time to just kind of focus on community and helping each other because genuinely at the end of the day, that is literally all that matters are the relationships that you have with people. So um, I wanted to say really quickly, I did record an episode with Lauren Elizabeth of Mood and OK Sis, which I was really excited. I thought it was going up this week, but that episode, as well as some video footage for I Love You So Much are all in the DBA offices, which are obviously close to the public. So when they get back to that, that will be going live. Um, I'm really excited for that, but I know a lot of you guys been asking just because we recorded it like a month and a half ago, almost two months ago now. So it's probably going to go up like three or four months now later, which is not ideal, but life happens. That is like literally not a big deal in comparison to anything else. But I do have great news, actually. I wanted today's episode to be an episode that was a little bit more laid back, more kind of chill and just talking with friends. So you felt like you were just like kind of in a room hanging out with friends because I know a lot of you guys are hanging out by yourselves um, as most of us are right now. If you guys didn't know, I have like 10 episodes pre-recorded at pretty much all times. I recorded, I think, six this past weekend. So I'm really excited to have Keaton on today's episode. We have recorded together, but it was with her mom. So we haven't done one that's just us. And this is kind of like a big sister advice episode. I asked you guys to email us in questions and then we just give advice. It was super fun. Uh, We recorded this like a week ago. My episodes never go live that early. So I hope you guys enjoy and this kind of gets your mind off things and make you feel better. Keen also has a podcast she just launched. She has two episodes up. It is called the I'm Into It podcast. You guys should definitely listen, especially if you like this episode because you will love her podcast. Keaton is the best. She is hands down the most reliable friend I have. I love her. We always say we're the same person, but we really are. And it's just the best thing ever. I feel like I found my twin and I love her forever. So we're going to get on with the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. I love you guys so much. Join the Facebook group, the newsletter. You guys should have received one this morning. It's super, super cute, but I love you guys. And let's get started with the episode. Hi. Hi, Kinsey. Oh my gosh. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous anymore. <laughs> not this time? No. The first time I was on, I was really nervous. I think now I'm a podcast professional. <laughs> yeah. She is two podcasts in on her own podcast. So she knows she knows how to do it now. I have two episodes. So I'm basically That's taking bro. over the podcast world by storm. <laughs> You're the Britney Spears of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. No, I have two episodes, but I think I'm getting used to it now. I'm not as nervous. I also think we've nonstop in speaking the entire time we've been together. So it's not going to be weird. But hi, everyone. I'm Keaton. How's it going? How's it going, everyone? So Keaton and I are in Nashville currently. A lot of these episodes, as you guys know, have been recorded in Nashville. But Keaton so kindly decided that she was going to join me on my Nashville trip. So I would not be alone. And we were going to have a fun time. And we have had a fun time. We definitely came on the worst weekend to possibly ever Mm -hmm. come to Nashville. But we're still having fun. Yeah, I feel like, well, one, we booked these flights and she obviously booked these podcast episodes way before Corona, way before the tornado in Nashville. So like possibly anything that could have gone wrong with this trip has happened. But instead of canceling it and like deciding to not come, we are fine and we're here. We're doing it, even though it's raining all day outside. Yeah. (laughs) It's like like, so much of what we wanted to do. We can't do is closed, but like it's 
totally fine. It's yeah. all worked out. Um, also, Keaton and I are kind of homebodies. So if we came here and just hung out on the Airbnb for like three days, that mm-hmm. would be more than enough for us. Like, I really don't mind. Like, my thing is just like, I'm not necessarily, I know this sounds bad because you travel to see cities and stuff, but it's not like I'm traveling to Nashville to like get out and like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not traveling just to like, walk around like I'm just traveling to hang with Kenzie yeah so if I lay in bed and we watch YouTube videos together and we talk and then we record an episode I'm like that's great that's what I came here to do I don't know yeah but like I I mean we love Nashville I'm actually for sure coming back because I need to record more episodes here and I love the city and I feel like um a part of me belongs in Nashville just (laughs) you know it's just I think it's more my vibe as well okay oh do you want to do a little a little one minute bio on yourself. Keaton and I've already okay. recorded an episode together with her mother, who's iconic. We love her. But this is actually your first just you episode. I've actually never been on a podcast with just, just me. Okay, Keaton, this, this is, is actually my bizarre. first. You are one of my best <laughs> friends, and I see you more than I see anyone. The fact, because for the longest time I wasn't recording outside of the studio, and you would mm-hmm. come weekends and it wasn't open. That's what it was. But yeah, still, that's so true. weird. Yeah, I feel like I've. Yeah, I've just never been on a podcast with just myself. So this is random, but hello, everyone. So one minute bio, I'm Keaton. I do YouTube, Instagram. I just recently started a podcast. So that's interesting. It's been really fun. I've been on YouTube, Instagram, I believe for six, closer to seven years now. So I've been on for quite a while, almost the same amount of time as Kinsey. So those mm-hmm. that is my job doing YouTube and Instagram. And then I also, as I said, just started a podcast and I have a clothing line. So there's a lot of things happening. At the same time, I'm also a college student. So I graduate in May, most likely online college student now. <laughs> I do not have any more classes, which is why I'm in Nashville because uh-huh. I'm like, classes are kind of out right now due to Corona. So I am hopefully graduating in May. As of now, I, I believe I'm graduating in Hopefully. May. Hopefully. Yeah. That would actually really suck. That's my bio. Really okay. So for this episode, I decided because Keen and I are BFFs and we spend so much time together that we were going to do a little advice episode. I had a lot of you guys email in the podcast email for advice. Keaton right now, okay, we're drinking emergency and like I just chugged mine and she, I mean, I hate emergency. It doesn't taste good, but like you would have thought that she just <laughs> like drank like the most disgusting thing ever. Is this like how you know I could never drink alcohol? I literally cannot stand <laughs> the taste of emergency. My, I'm literally holding my nose trying to chug emergency. My Think about favorite tequila. hobby. No, literally. My favorite hobby is like showing people Keaton's Instagram and saying this girl's never had a sip of alcohol in her entire <laughs> life. It's actually unreal. Okay, so we're going to do an advice-centered episode. We asked you guys for a bunch of stuff in the Facebook group, um, on the email, all that stuff. The Instagram, you guys know the drill. So we will get into the advice. I feel like we're very like, ooh, fun. I mean, I'm not claiming that any of this advice on my end will be good, nor on Keen's. I'm not going to claim for either of us. We're just trying our best. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't think I'm really bad at giving. You're I think actually I'm, good at I'm it. actually good at giving advice. I think that I used to literally want to be like a guidance counselor because all of my friends would come to me, but I think that's just my personality. But even me saying that, I don't think I'm like the best at giving advice. I think there are better things that could be said, but we're going to do our best with what yeah. you guys ask us. I don't necessarily feel like I'm bad at advice. I'm just worried that someone will take this advice and it'll somehow ruin their life. So I just had to make a disclaimer. Okay, anyways, getting into hot seat. The first question, best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months. At first, I was going to say today, we bought umbrellas because it's raining in Nashville and they were really cheap and that would be great. But I feel like that's kind of a cop-out. Like, I feel like that's really easy. Mm -hmm. So another thing I want to say... Can I share mine? Yeah, share yours. Because I'm going to share today. Normally I don't. Um, Keaton and I got matching. <laughs> okay, I was Urban. literally looking at the crew neck <laughs> sitting over there, and I'm like, I really want to say the crew neck. I was afraid you were going to say it, so I had to say it first. But we can we can make that our joint one because we both purchased them. Keaton and I have this weird thing yeah. where we match. Like we don't really even do it on purpose. Like currently, right now, I mean, we have a matching friendship bracelet that we got in New York together with like some of our other like best friends. We also have the same earrings on right yeah. now, Jennifer Fisher hoops. I think that's all we have right now. We have the same shoes here. 
and then we got matching crew necks. We so. also tend to do the exact same brand deals and pick the exact same items. Yeah. Did you see that we picked the same exact American Eagle items? No. I literally comped on your video and I said- Oh wait, no, yes I did. We literally picked the same thing. We picked the same crew necks and the same jeans. The, okay, I will say the crew necks are the softest crew necks so I've ever- So soft. Oh I literally wear it almost- Were you wearing it yesterday? Yeah, that's what I was wearing last night. I literally looked at it and I was like, why did I not pack mine? I'm so yeah. disappointed in myself. Yeah, I wear them every day. But I think, okay, definitely- I would say the crew necks that me and Kinsey just bought. I know that's the same answer, but they're really comfy. They're from Urban Outfitters and they're matching. They're tie-dye. Tie-dye's in. Very Very in. much so in. So I'm into that. And we also do the same thing, just like we said. So I think it was just meant to be that we would have the same answer, yes. you know? Okay, number two. What is your favorite Trisha Paytas video ever? <gasps> Stop. Oh my gosh. There are so many. I love Trisha Paytas. Um, not saying I stand for everything that she says, but I just think she's a very interesting human. She has one video where she actually claims that she is a chicken nugget. Oh, do you feel like you relate to that? And I just think it's so funny because she's very good at like being very serious and she almost makes valid points in the video talking about how she's a chicken nugget. And it's so funny. I would say that one. Guys, some current favorite or a music video of hers. She has really good music videos. Have you ever seen them? Have you seen her like Jesus music videos? I love you, Jesus. (laughs) Okay, why is that us? (laughs) That's literally, I actually, I take back my chicken nugget video. My favorite video of Trisha Paytas is I love you, Jesus. And she's literally in a church in a miniskirt. And she says, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Yes. Where did the cheer uniform come though? I don't know, but it's a Jesus cheer uniform. With the fish, the Christian fish. Yes. Yes. And I really love that one. Or yeah, I just like any of her music videos. I think they're really iconic. Like she just does not care. And that's- that's really hard to do to really not care at that point in life. That's crazy. Yeah. Keaton has watched every single Trisha Paytas video ever, every podcast that's come out. Like she is truly her number one fan. Yeah. So I knew asking you that question, you would give us some good content. If yeah. you guys don't know who Trisha Paytas is, like she is the most probably wild person, I think, on mm-hmm. the internet. Really entertaining. She obviously we're not saying we stand for everything that she said because we don't. She's it's just very entertaining from afar type thing, you know? She's very controversial. <laughs> so there's that. But it's more so just interesting to watch who she is as a person, her thoughts. I think mainly because she puts every single thing, every opinion, every feeling, every everything. She puts everything on the internet. Like, so I think it's just really interesting to follow her over all these years. And she literally doesn't care. Yeah. So it's more from like an entertainment value Mm -hmm. type thing. Also, maybe if we just kind of put our life on the line like that, maybe we would also just take off. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Yeah. She just, I don't know. She's another level. She is another level. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite documentary? Ooh, my favorite documentary. I watch a lot of true crime and that's mostly how I spend almost all my days. I just have true crime playing right now. My favorite like true crime or documentary. Well, okay. I'll give you a podcast and I'll give you a documentary podcast. Right now I'm listening to Down the Hill, The Delphi Murders. That's the podcast I'm listening to. That's true crime. And then my favorite documentary is the Don't F with Cats documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, Did you watch I watched that? it after you posted about it. It, would it, just, it just crazy. blew my mind. It was crazy. I don't think there's anything like it. But there is a new documentary on Netflix. It's, I think the boy's name is Gabriel. Yeah, I actually want to watch that. I haven't watched it because I read some things that I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I don't know. It's very like touchy and it has to do with kids and that he's an eight year old boy and it's like abuse. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it, but I've watched really crazy stuff. So I'm like, I most likely, I most likely will watch it. So I think if I watch that, that would be my favorite. But right now it's Don't F with Cats and then the Down the Hill podcast. Did you watch the Aaron Hernandez one? I did. That was really, that was, that was pretty interesting too. That was really interesting. There was a lot of stuff that like most people don't know yeah. put in the doc, which yeah, was cool. That's true. The thing about Don't F with Cats that I found so interesting was the fact that there were just random people all over the world, like working on this to find this guy in a Facebook group. They were the first to do the Facebook groups, I think. Yeah, they're the iconic I'm like, Facebook hey guys, group. my Facebook group's linked down below. <laughs> yeah, literally. They, literally. 
I just feel like they put in so much time and effort mm-hmm. into that, which is just crazy how much, I don't know. I just felt like it was really, really crazy. And just the guy in general that, what is his name? Luca? Yeah, Lu- I think so. Luca? Yeah. Luca Magnata. Yeah, that's his name. I just think he is just insane. Like I just look at him and I'm like, I can't even imagine. So yeah, it's, the whole thing was really interesting. It's super bizarre. It was just, a, it just kept taking so many turns. <laughs> All right, guys, really quickly, just wanted to talk to you guys about one of my favorite sponsors for this podcast, Go Macro. You guys know that I love Go Macro. I have been eating Go Macro bars for the longest time. I actually ate them so much in college that I'm still in college. But when I was back in my other school, I ate them all the time. And I have some exciting news. They actually just released their newest macro bar flavor, double chocolate and peanut butter chips. This is my favorite flavor for anything ever. It really just genuinely cannot get better than this. And I am so exciting. So their mouth-watering new flavor blends protein-rich peanuts, fair trade vegan chocolate, creamy organic peanut butter, and their very own house-made peanut butter chips. And just when you think it can't get better, they toss in a handful of their delicious chocolate chips too. Okay, so all macro bars are made from simple, high-quality ingredients and are certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. I just don't know what else you could want more. I love them. I'm actually in the process of finishing my office and I'm getting a mini fridge and then a little cute pantry section. I'm actually currently finishing up my office. I've been you know, working on this since I moved in and I plan on having a mini fridge and a little pantry area. Do I absolutely need those? No, but I really want to keep like my go macro bars in here so I can just eat them as I'm working and kind of not break up works because I am insisting on eating a snack. They're the best thing to keep around, especially because I know myself and when I am eating from home or snacking, so often those snacks are unhealthy because they're the easiest things to just grab and go. And I feel so confident when I'm just going for a macro bar because I know what I'm putting in my body and I know it is so much healthier. So again, guys, go visit www.gomacro.com and use code I love you for 30% off plus free shipping. That is gomacro.com and use code I love you for 30% off plus free shipping. Okay, guys, let's get back into the episode. Do you find that you get freaked out living on your own listening to true crime? Yes. So for the first few months, I would say like four or five months living by myself, I stopped watching all true crime, did not put a single episode, didn't put a YouTube video on, podcast, documentary, nothing because I just like would get so paranoid to the point where I would like take a shower with half of the curtain open because I needed to be able to see if like someone was going to come kill me in the shower. Like I just listened to that much stuff. I thought like, I don't know, like I don't have patio furniture because I don't want to go in my patio because I think people are going to see where I live from the street. Like I literally don't have patio furniture. It's empty. Like I refuse to go in my patio because I think people are going to look up at my balcony. I'm literally like high up and I'm like, they're going to see me with binoculars. I don't know. It's just so much true crime that I've watched. that's made me that way. But now that I've lived there for a while, I'm like more comfortable and I take like more like safety precautions and stuff. I am fine. And I watch them and I don't know, not to say that they don't affect me, but you, you watch so much true crime that it just kind of gets to the point where you don't get scared anymore. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I, when I first lived on my own, I had, I was in an apartment complex with like really, my building had like really intense security and it was a really great building. I loved that place. Like remember that place? Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of security. That was a lot of security. (laughs) So I was like, I can do anything. I'm fine. No one can even get past the front desk at all. Like there's no chance. And now like, that's just not the case. So I'm like, I can't like listen or watch it at all right now because I'll just get way too freaked out. I literally, the other night, this is like so ridiculous. So I have like 15 balconies at my house, right? Mm -hmm. And one of my doors, I leave the, I like have the door open all the time because it's so nice. And I think I just didn't shut all the way or something. I don't know. I got back and Quentin had a flight somewhere the next morning. So he was like going to stay at someone else's house because they were flying together the next morning. And I, it's like midnight, right? We left his house. I went to go get dropped off and then he was leaving from my house. I walk in my house and on like one of the floors, the doors open and I am convinced someone is in my room or someone's in my house. Like so freaked out. He's already in a car to the, like 
people's house or whatever he has to like come all the way back check make sure I was so terrified like I'm never like that but I was convinced I 100% relate I mean as you know last night when the postmates came to the door and I opened the door fell to my knees because there was a man standing at the door we literally ordered postmates and when we opened the door to go downstairs and meet him he was already standing at the door and I actually, like, I'm not kidding. My oh, heart yeah. dropped. Like, I get very scared very easily. Like, I just do a lot of things that most normal people don't do. And it's because I watch a lot of crime shows. And I've always watched crime shows. So I was, like, little. Like, if I press an elevator button, it opens. And there's only one other person in there. Male, female, don't care. I will not get in the elevator. Yeah. If there's only one person. I'm like, they're going to kill me in the elevator. I actually it's get freaked out every time. Yeah, I don't get in an elevator if it's only one person, which sounds dumb because I guess if there was like multiple people, then they could like all like yeah, kill you. Each other, I, <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I don't know. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm not getting in like by myself. That's just too much. That's I need it. Much I need risk. it. It's too much of a risk. Yeah. I need to get in with the group. There's so many things that I do that are not normal. Like they're just like... I don't know. I do a lot. Like when I drive home every day from classes, I take a different route. I think cars are following me. I'm not kidding. I'm like psychotic. I I drive like a lot of different routes. I try and park in different parking spots so people don't know where I park because I'm insane. That's actually kind of smart. Yeah. Like I always park in a different level of the yeah. garage so that you people should, don't. You should see the security I'm getting on my house, Keen. <laughs> you, you actually, I say you're crazy. I'm so jealous. Like, no, not that. Okay, so we're going to go into advice. I have the email up. We have a few pieces of advice that we are going to get to. Okay, so the first message. Oh, I'm also going to um, leave out names. Okay. Hi, Kenzie and Keaton. I recently got out of a toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. As much as I know they deserve to be out of my life and I deserve to be surrounded by better, I can't help the feeling that I miss them and our long talks and good memories at times, which feels like a setback to moving forward. So what is your advice on letting go and moving from a relationship, friendship or romantic that was not good for you? Love the podcast. Best name. I'm not going to say <laughs> Keen, you want to take this over? Okay. So my thing is, is like, it doesn't really matter if you were dating the person or you were friends with a person. I feel like there's just comfort and there is normalcy in like being with someone for so long, like whether it's friendship, family, whatever. So obviously like when you guys break up, you're going to feel like you're literally like missing part of you. So it makes you want that back, but it's almost like, like, I have had, I, I don't know who told me this, but it's almost like addiction. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like yeah. you crave like what you don't have, even though you, you know, even though you know, what's bad for you, like alcohol or whatever. Like, it's the same thing. Not saying that like your ex is like drugs, but basically but. <laughs> it's, it's just like, you have to get over it. You have to get past the uncomfortableness and the like loneliness, because if not, you just keep going in the same cycle Yes. And then it's going to happen again. And then you're going to miss them again. You're going to miss them no matter what. Obviously, if you guys dated for however long, yeah. it's going to take double the, probably that amount of time to get over them. Yeah, exactly. The thing that I've always tried to explain to people in my life who've like come to me about this or kind of talked about this is that it is going to end at some point. So you can just keep dragging it on because you want them there as like, a safety blanket type thing not even to say just like the normalcy of your life and like keeping them in your routine but at some point you will break up and it is gonna end right so if you just keep going back to them you're just kind of prolonging that process where let's say it like let's say it could end six months from now and then like a year from now you're totally like better about the situation you feel so much better you're in a good place or you can wait six to seven years for it to really end you could waste that much time of your life. Mm-hmm. And then that damage, obviously, for that much longer is going to be so much worse and it's going to be so much harder to get over it. So I think you just have to keep in mind that like, it's not really a matter of like, oh, will we make it? It's like, it's in, like you will break up. It's inevitable or the friendship will end because if something is not healthy, like, I mean, I hope that it ends for you. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to be aware of the fact that like, if it doesn't end now, that just means it's going to last so much longer. The hurt is going to be so much worse and it's going to waste so much more of your life. All right, guys, really quickly, we are going to talk about Caliper CBD. So 
you guys know I love wellness and there are countless products that promise kind of promoting wellness, like drastic diets, just extreme fitness routines, over the top, like supplements, all that stuff. The list never ends. But who says taking care of yourself needs to be so hard? Okay, so what's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without having to make drastic changes to your routine. It's also very efficient, which you guys know I love efficiency and just small things that I can add to my routine. I already kind of have my routine that I like, so I'm not necessarily looking to make a crazy drastic change, but I would love some of the benefits from CBD. So that is why I love Caliper. So let's be real though. A lot of the droppers full of like the funny tasting, just, I don't know, CBD oils can just taste a little bit weird, a little grassy, have a weird aftertaste. So they have made a more precise and reliable CBD product that's easier to take than CBD oil. You get all the benefits of CBD in a tasteless, dissolvable powder that your body absorbs more rapidly. So you can feel better naturally without having to make a lot of changes to your lifestyle. I personally like putting Caliper in like a nice evening tea where you're already trying to wind down. It's just very relaxing. It comes in these convenient pre-measured packets. These are amazing for on the go because you can also just throw it in your morning coffee, a smoothie, um, a mocktail if you're out. They also have like protein shakes and water. I notice that I just feel a lot less stressed out and a lot calmer when I use it, which is always what I am looking for. If you guys know me, you're probably laughing. Um, but yeah, I love it. I know it also helps a lot of people snooze easier. Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs that you can get started for under $20. All natural, non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, no added chemicals or artificial flavors. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code I love you at tricaliper.com slash I love you. Again, that is 20% off your first order when you use promo code I love you. Tricaliper.com slash I love you. Yeah, that's the main thing. It's like it really is when you get like sucked back into that, it's just you're, you're when you eventually do get over it, you're gonna look back and be like, I I cannot believe I let myself spend that much time on this. I mean, when I like first broke up, like when I had like my first heartbreak or whatever, I actually thought like my world was ending. Like oh, yeah, I literally, literally, I literally thought my life was over. I um, laid yeah. in bed for days, like the most dramatic person ever. <laughs> I sobbed for like 24 hours at a time. My mom's like feeding me chocolate. I'm like. And then I look back on myself and I'm like, I cannot believe like I was that way, but it was just the sense of like, again, like not having that friendship and being kind of like a safety blanket, just being like, why would I want to start over when I already know we did work when it was healthy. But one of the things that I always used to do was whenever it was like, because I, she or he, whatever said that they're like toxic or whatever. So what I would do is that when I would like be broken up or whatever, and I would always look back and be like, but we did this and I loved this. So I would write down all of the negative things and all of the bad things that would happen to me. I literally wrote them down in a notebook and I would be like, he literally said this. He cheated on me with my sister. No, he didn't really, but... Like but like something along those lines, you know, <laughs> like something similar. But I would literally write down like everything negative. And after I would do that, I would be like looking at it like sis, like he bought you a teddy bear two years ago and he's never done it since. And like now he's like literally telling you that you're a piece of crap and he's like talking about it on you. And then you realize, wow, I really shouldn't go back. And that's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So yeah. like pros and cons really help listening out positive, negative. I've never been in an actually like abusive relationship, but I did date someone that I just never really liked, but I kept breaking up with him. And then he kept like somehow coming back. And I had just moved to LA. And so it kind of like, we started dating a few months later, which I would never recommend starting to date someone in a new city that quick, but it just kind of happened that way. And then he, I don't, I, I think I was just in the genuinely the weirdest phase of my life. And like, it was the most questionable thing I think I've ever done, but I also just didn't care. So, which sounds so awful. And like, it's not fair to him, but like, to be fair, I don't think he cared either. So it's fine. And it was just one of those things where it went on for way too long. Like, I think we were having fun for like two months. Like, I think it was a good relationship for two months and it should have ended there, but it ended like eight months because I kept either trying to break up with him or I just didn't want to like kind of, like break my normal like all of my friends they were also friends with him and so it would just kind of like really kind of change my social life for a bit which ultimately is so worth it rather than mm-hmm. staying in this relationship 
So I kept breaking up with him and it got to the point where I would break up with him guys. And it was like, I think I did it like four or five times. And it was just a completely different, like normal day for me. Like sometimes I wouldn't even tell friends. Like at one point I didn't even tell my roommate. Cause I was just like, it just literally that's how much it just didn't matter. Like, I don't, I don't know, but he just kept somehow like getting me back. And what I did finally, cause I was like, I literally am so exhausted of this. Like, I just don't care. It's not fair to either of us. Like whatever. I wrote myself a letter of being like, this is why you are not going back with him. Cause he was just like, not he, like, he just was not for me. Like it was mm-hmm. just not, we weren't for each other. And I wrote myself a letter and that's like when I ended up never going back to him. The thing is, is I know we need to like finish up this advice on this one because we're taking so long, but I think it's just because it's so intricate because it really just depends on one, the situation. And also it's like coming from someone who I was literally in a toxic relationship for like up and down for like four years of my life, like literally took over my life. I'm now with someone who I'm in a really healthy relationship for. And I'm like, wow, like how like rude to the person I'm with to have spent that much time crying over this person and going back and forth. And eventually what's going to happen is it's going to take something really, really hurtful, really, really detrimental for you to actually move on. And that's what you don't want. Like it's better to just cut it off when it's like toxic and like, it's not really going well. And you leave it at that as opposed to getting back together, breaking up back together, breaking up because then it's going to end really ugly and it's going to be worse than it is now trying to leave. Yes. I think ultimately like just kind of realizing that you have to rip off the bandaid, literally writing things down like a pros and a cons list, a letter, whatever it is. And then if you have anyone close to you, whether that's your family members or friends or whatever, that can kind of keep you accountable. Those would be like the steps yeah, I would that's give. actually very true. Like breakups, when you like tell everyone, tell yeah. your friends, you know, what's the worst? Tell your mom, tell your mom. Yes, tell your mom, call tell her Tell right your mom and be like, oh my gosh, we just broke up. He did this, this, and this, and this. And then- what's going to happen? Your mom is not going to let you get back with them. Like my mom would literally roast me if I like vented to her and like then would try to get back with someone. Like my mom would be like, absolutely not. And it holds you accountable to your actions because then you're like embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> to no, get it's back. actually perfect. Actually, it is literally perfect. <laughs> okay. The next question. Hi, I was just wondering what your advice is on feeling alone, lack of confidence and being out of place when you have no friends. So Kate and I were actually reading this one at brunch and we felt like we, we really resonated with the having no friends part somehow, mm-hmm. which we both definitely have friends. But for some reason to us, we just don't have friends. You know, I, but like, <sighs> I have friends. It's so hard to describe. <laughs> Basically, I, one, me and Kinsey both live alone. Also, it's very, I don't know how to describe it. I think that one, I value quality over quantity. So I think that I have a lot of closer friends as opposed to a huge like girl gang of friends. I see people who like go out with their 12 friends, like people who were like in the streets of Nashville, like mm-hmm. skipping with their BFFs. And I'm like, I don't really have that. Like, I'm like, I just have like, close friends. And I think I've just learned to just, I think I, I don't know. I feel like no one really gets you better than you, you know, like your wants and your desires and stuff. So being lonely, I guess, hasn't ever really been a problem because I'm like, then I can do whatever I need to do to like better myself instead of like trying to reach out to someone else to fulfill me. I learn ways that I can fulfill myself, you know? Yes. I just feel like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess we do have friends. <laughs> no, we definitely do have friends. I think Keaton and I always joke about being the same person, but we are actually the same person. Mm-hmm. Even growing up, I, there was like one friend group. I felt like that was like pretty unified and we were always all together. But even at home, I've always said like, I've had the same eight friends for forever, but they're not all friends with each other. So like, I don't have a friend group besides like our girlfriends that we like travel with all the time. And that, even that. Yeah. And like, we're all not even together every day. So it's not like, it's not like your everyday group that you're with. My friend, I've always had friends. I've kind of been the floater and I've always had friends in different friend groups. Same. You know? I'm the floater. Yeah. I'm the floater. <laughs> exactly. So I think like more specifically just talking about like, I just moved to Dallas and yeah, I'm from the suburbs of Dallas, it's definitely still like a new city to me. Like I've never actually lived in the city of Dallas and I'm like all of my friends are either away at college and they're graduating soon. A lot of them hopefully are actually moving to the city or they're living in the suburbs and like a 45 minute drive to someone who lives in the suburbs is a lot. Mm -hmm. So you don't get to see them as like 
all the time. So I think I've been kind of in my new house and like, it took me a second to be like, oh shoot, I'm kind of alone because I was so excited about my new house and moving in and like all this stuff. And it's like, obviously I'm involved in church, but even then it's like, I don't feel like I've only been there for a month. So I think it's important to kind of remember, like I'm going, it takes time to like make those friendships, but kind of just realizing I actually really do. I love alone time and spending a lot of time by myself, but when I want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I'm like, oh, like I wish I actually did have friends or I wish I did have someone to talk to or whatever. It's like, I I don't know. I think even kind of, I'm kind of answering my question when we're like, yeah, we have no friends and it's, I'm thinking about it. And it's like, I actually have so many friends, but you can still, I don't know. Like, I think sometimes you still feel alone or you still go through times where you feel like a little bit maybe less social or just kind of less like surrounded by people. And I don't think that spending time on your own is necessarily a bad thing. I actually think it's a very good thing. Like it can be healthy for you. Yeah. I, I mean, I thrive by myself, but it gets to a point where there's so much you can do by yourself. And one thing for me is I feel like I, like I really do thrive on my own. I can go, I love going shopping by myself. I love doing everything by myself. But at the same time, you can do that to the extent where people don't want to reach out to you or do things with you because you are so isolated. And maybe it's awkward for you to reach out to like those friends that you never hang out with. Or maybe it's awkward to be like, Hey, do you want to grab lunch? But honestly, like you don't know if you don't try. So like if you don't ask, then you're never going to know. Like maybe that person is thinking of hanging out with you, but you never asked them. So like, I always try and put myself in those positions, even if it's something like, I'm like, oh my God, I really don't want to do this. Or like someone asked me to go somewhere. I'm like, okay, I need to make an effort because I literally spend all day by myself and I'm always lonely. So I need to try and like branch out, even if it's just like going on like a hike or going on a walk or like a little lunch date or something. Yeah. I think we're also people who we are homebodies. Like we mm-hmm. really like just like, even we were joking about, we could have come to Nashville and spent three days in the Airbnb and been perfectly fine. But I think it's just kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. Exactly what you're saying. It's like, you have to be a friend in order to make a friend. Yeah. So often, especially I see this in like school settings or whatever, any type of social setting. And people are like, oh my gosh, they're so clicky. And like, they've never asked me to hang out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, have you asked them to hang out? Like, have you made any effort? Like it goes both ways. So I think you kind of just have to force yourself out of your comfort zone if you're really looking to make friends and also understand that it takes time. When I moved to LA, honestly, it wasn't until like my second or third year living there that I felt like I really found my people and it does take time and it's a process. But I also think like you do a lot of growing that's really necessary during that time, you know? Yeah, I think that it's it's all in your control. Basically, I feel like you can't let other people determine whether you're lonely or like sitting at home or making new friends or whatever. Like you kind of, you have to put yourself out there. I always tell people that when they're going into college, because I was like, mom, I'm not going to make any friends. I'm literally not going to know anyone. And I literally wouldn't have made any friends if I wouldn't have done what I need to do. You know, like, because what did you do to make friends? I feel like I, well, one thing, I mean, obviously like in college, I joined a sorority, but it was more so like anytime there was like anything, like for example, I always get questions about how do you not drink and go to all these things, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, I, just because I don't like drink alcohol or I'm not like a huge partier, if there is a sorority formal or there's a day party or something, maybe it's not really my vibe, but I don't know anyone. So I'm like, if that's what everyone else is doing, I need to go to the party or I need to go to the formal. I'm obviously not going to drink. I'm just going to be myself, but it at least puts me in the environment to meet someone. And then I meet someone else who's like, Hey, like, I don't really like partying that much either. I'm just here for this. And then I'm like, Oh great. Now I have a friend we can go do this outside of the party scene. Mm-hmm. Now we can go to lunch and go do this. It's just like, you really don't know who you're going to meet in those situations. And so I just feel like I, I, I just had to try my best to put myself out there and meet new people and like talk to random people in line, in classes, the person next to me, like just be friendly. Yeah. Even just like complimenting someone randomly and that's it. Like that leaves kind of not, I don't want to say like a good impression. I mean, yes, a good impression, but it makes people like their walls kind of are down with you. Like they like you more and they feel more comfortable with you just from that random kind of exchange. Not every time, but that can happen. Like I have met people, especially like not, I'm trying to think of even more recently, honestly, at like workout classes in Texas where I've been working out and everyone there, it's 
a completely different scene than workout classes in LA. Everyone in Dallas like talks to each other and they're super nice and whatever. And at first I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, I'm not, I'm really friendly, but like, I'm so used to like working out kind of being like, okay, this is like what I'm doing. This is like my hour of the day, whatever. And like, I, I mean, I would personally talk to everyone because I talk to everyone, but that was not like my norm for the past four and a half years. So then I got there and I was like, oh, everyone talks so much, like whatever. And then I started talking to people. And like, even from that, I've met people, even in LA, I met people. I met so many people who have bodies. <laughs> like even now, like just being like, oh my gosh, I like your like sports bra or whatever. And now like I talk to them every time we're in the class and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. My main thing would just be to be approachable. Yes. And my number one thing is, is like always have like a few go-to questions. If you're in a setting where you really don't know anyone, like example for working out, I work out with a trainer and I've never met. I've been working out with him for a year now. I talk to every single person in every single group that I'm always in every single time I work out and I'm pretty awkward and I feel like I'm pretty awkward, I but I feel like always, you're awkward. you don't feel like I'm awkward because I mask it really well. But like in my <laughs> head, I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. I'm literally sweating to death. So when I go to workout classes, I always have like a few like go-to questions. I'm like, Oh, are you originally from Arizona? Oh, how long have you been working out here? Like always have a few go-to questions, at least sparks a conversation. It makes you approachable so that maybe if they're uncomfortable, then they can talk to you. So just learning how to like have a few things up your sleeve. Is that the saying up your sleeve? Yeah. Just come prepared. Come prepared. Get the questions, write them down in your notes. And then when you're in public, be like, hi, you have a notepad. You like you switch the pages. So question number one. <laughs> okay. They also asked, how do you deal with lack of confidence? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, this is a hard question. Well, my main thing is, is like, here's my thing. When I'm having like a day where I'm like really not feeling myself and I'm like waking up and I'm like, you're not cute today, Keaton. You're not doing this. Like when I'm, you just know those mornings when you wake up and it's not your day. You're trying to go about doing stuff and you're like, I'm in the worst mood. I'm really not feeling myself. I don't look the best. I think what makes it worse is like forcing, trying to like look your best and do your best when you're not feeling your best. And so I feel like there's a balance between like lacking confidence and then like, being your best self and taking those days where you're not feeling your best to just like relax and like not force it out of you. And also I was listening to Ashley Graham's podcast. I know we were talking we about love her, love Ashley Graham's podcast and how Demi Lovato was saying about her body acceptance and not body positivity because she's like, I just like accept who I am, even though it's not, maybe you're not like where you're at in life, like success or confidence or whatever. You just have to like accept who you are and then like take the steps to move forward. I feel like that's what I do when I lack confidence. Like, I'm just like, this is how you are right now. You're not feeling too hot, but like, this is, (laughs) this is what you are. So you have to like, just move on. I don't know. I feel like I don't have like, I don't know when I'm lacking confidence. I like don't leave my house. That's like what I do. I think too, it's really easy to kind of beat yourself up about it. And I think even, okay, so the comparison game goes both ways, right? So a few weeks ago, I was just like so free. Like I was so down and I was like, I really never get to this point, but I was literally like, I'm a failure. I haven't done well in anything. Like everything I've ever done sucks. Like I'm so not successful. Like all these like things that are also like one relative and two lies. So it's just like, I, and like, even in the moment, I knew that what I was thinking was ridiculous, but that's like what it felt like to me at that second. And then I was like, okay, you know, there's a lot of people who would give a lot of anything basically to be in my position. Like I'm actually really lucky to be where I'm at. And I've also worked really hard, but there's, so it's like, I'm thinking like, oh, I feel bad that I even feel this way because there's a lot of people who would love to do what I'm doing. But then on the other end of the comparison game, there's like, oh, well, there's so many people who are doing way more than I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's also really easy to kind of guilt yourself for feeling bad. And while I do think of a reality check of like, Kinsey, you are doing just fine. So many people would like kill to be where you're at. Like you have a great life, like all that. I do think that's like good. I also think that, more specifically when it comes to like outer appearance confidence, like you cannot, I think not beating yourself up about how you feel because I think that that just kind of adds on. I don't necessarily have the best advice when it comes to confidence, but I think that that also can like make it worse, you know? I, I, 
um, I just talked about this in my episode, like on my podcast, all about comparison because I have been literally comparing myself to people nonstop, like literally always, especially on social media. But I just think it's really, really easy to compare yourself to people. And when you're lacking confidence, it becomes like 10 times worse. Like when you're just not feeling it, you just become like, like I am like, oh my God, I am literally like dirt. Like I'm like, I actually suck so bad. And one of the things I always tell myself is that if you can't change it, then stop complaining about it. And that comes with like outward appearance, outward appearance and like your inner self. Like, I just feel like if you say you like really love the way someone's body looks, they're super fit. And you're like, I just am not on their level, whatever. If you are not really doing the steps to get there, then why are you complaining? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if I want to be as successful or have this job or do this or whatever this person is, but I'm not really taking the steps to do it, then like, why am I complaining? Why am I down on myself? You have to like implement things that will make you feel better. So if I, on the inside, I'm like, oh, I'm just not as that going for this, da, 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 da. You can complain about it all you want, but like in order to grow that confidence, you have to implement steps to like make it better. If that makes sense. If you're not feeling confident and you're not at your best, you have to be like today, I'm going to do this or I'm going to reach out to this person today and I'm going to try this. And like, maybe it will boost your confidence because as it goes on, you'll start doing those steps every day and it just will, I don't know. It just like builds you up from the inside. I think confidence really just takes time. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, it grows over time. It doesn't come like, oh my gosh, I'm just like really confident this morning. Like that's just not what it is. It takes a lot to become confident. And even when you are super confident, like one little thing can like drop you back down to being like, oh my gosh, I hate myself. Yeah. You still have your days. You just have to learn how to pick yourself up. There was an Ed Milet podcast, I want to say, and I could be totally butchering this, but they were like, like, I, again, I really could be totally butchering this, but it was something on the lines of like, you build confidence by small little deals that you make with yourself. So like, let's say you're building a routine and you're like, you actually follow through with it. You're kind of like gaining confidence. And I find with myself, if I'm feeling really down and feeling off, I will just kind of like take it. Like I can work. I mean, I work from home, so I can choose to just do computer work and a bunch of stuff all the time. Like I can move things around to where I'm really just like laying around at home, but I'm still working. So then you find like three days have gone by and I haven't left my house because I'm just working and I'm like even more in this hole because I'm not making myself leave, not making myself go see people and do all these things. And like, I know I feel like there are things that I do that I know I feel so much better once I do them. Like working out is number one. Traveling for like work stuff, I, I always feel so much better when I've done that. Um, just certain, there's just like certain things for myself that I know make me feel better. So I also make sure I go do those things. Another thing for me is that I used to be someone who could open up so easily and now I'm just not like, I mean, you guys wouldn't notice this because like we've been friends for forever, but even like Quinton's like, oh my gosh, Quinty, you have to like, you know, talk. Tell me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> going so on? we'll literally be sitting at the kitchen table and he's like, so I know something's wrong. And I'm like, so anyways, what do you want for dinner? Like, <laughs> and I like change the subject. But I think every time I actually do open up and talk to someone, I do feel so much better. Even just a FaceTime when you're lacking confidence yeah. from someone that you haven't talked to in a while that you know, like will always kind of lift your spirits or someone that you know is really confident. I think the number one thing is just like, it's, I, people like want to like, I, I hate when people do this whole, like, I'm not confident, whatever. And then you're like, no, like you're a boss, babe. Like you got this. I hate the whole fake it till you make it because it doesn't work. Like it literally just like call. I don't know. It just doesn't work. Like lying to myself. Like if I am like, girl, like your hair needs to get done. Your eyebrows are ugly. I'm like, no, you look beautiful. I'm like, no, I would literally look better if I went and got my eyebrows done. I had my hair dyed. That's just a fact. Like that's how it is. That's really shallow. But I'm just saying like, there is no like you shouldn't feel less than if you can't like talk about, oh, I'm not really feeling my best. You can be able to call a friend and be like, oh yeah, I'm like not feeling super confident. I'm feeling this. And at least have them like lift your spirits. Like it's not weird to do. I feel like you have to be open about it because when you're not, then you just feel like you're alone in it and everyone has self-confidence issues. And then you're kind of digging yourself in a deeper hole, Mm -hmm. you know? Talk to a friend. Yeah. Talk to a friend. Okay. Talk to us. Yeah. Talk to, here we are. Okay. (laughs) I would like to hear, but okay, this one is, I'm combining two. So one of them is, I would like to hear Keaton's thoughts and advice on maintaining a strong long distance relationship. And there was another one that was just like our best relationship advice. Okay. Long distance. If I mean, people who have 
not heard of me. I also don't really show my relationship that much online, but I've been long distance with my boyfriend for two years, two, almost two and a half years now. It's been quite a minute. And when I say long distance, I mean like long distance from he lived in Hawaii and I lived in Arizona. He lived in Indiana. He lived in California. Now he lives in Oregon. So he's lived all over except for where I live. So we've always been long distance. I think the number one thing is, is that we for some reason, I'm honestly not sure how we built such a strong connection with not even being in each other's presence as much as you would. Like when you start to like someone, you literally have to see them every day. It's just like a must. Like you're like, oh my gosh, we need to go do this every day. And we didn't. I think the number one thing is, is you have to start off one being really open with the person from the get go, because it's like, you don't have time to just like BS around basically. Like you need to just like be open with them about like what you want, what you're looking for in a relationship. And you have to have really good communication skills because there have been points like early on in our relationship where like you said, like how Quentin is like, I'll be like, what's wrong? Like what's going on? They're like nothing. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to work yeah. because like, I'm not with you. Like I can't like physically be like, what is going wrong? Like, like what's you going have to tell me. Right I, now. You literally have to tell me right now because I don't have the option to like come drive over to your house and see you. Like we're on FaceTime and what's going on, you know? So I think you have to be able to one say like, listen, if this is going to work, you have to be super like telling your partner, like you have to be super open and communicative and like, maybe they aren't. And that's something that you also have to have a lot, a lot of patience for. My boyfriend is probably not the most open person. He's very like, let's play the guessing game. Like, guess how I'm feeling today. And I'm like, I am going to punch you in the face because I talk all day long (laughs) and I'm very upfront. So I'm like, if this is bothering me, like I will say it to your face right away. But with long distance relationships, especially you have to make sure that you're both on the same page and able to communicate. And then when the other person maybe is lacking, like obviously like my boyfriend isn't as open, but I have a lot of patience with him to be able to like, tell me what's going wrong. Because if you don't have patience, it's just not going to work. Like long distance is not going to work. If you don't have patience, we see each other once a month. If you can't wait the whole month, you know, to like go see that person, it's just not, you have to have compromise. You have to be able to like tell each other how you guys are feeling. And then also not just like tell each other and then move on. You have to be able to come up with solutions. Yeah. With it's funny because Q used to be so bad at sharing emotions and stuff, not emotions necessarily, but maybe kind of he's a, he's an internal processor. This is the verbiage (laughs) that we use. And I used to be an external processor and somewhere along the lines, I got him to be an external processor. And then I became an internal processor. It's very weird. That's great. But this honestly, like even really just normal relationship wise, like he would like, I can tell when he's off, like you're so close to that person. You immediately know. And he like, wouldn't share certain things and whatever. And I was like, we had to, I mean, it was not even just one conversation. It was multiple conversations. And I was like, I am for you. Like I'm on your team. Like I need you to talk to me because like this, this is ultimately like, this will like kind of hinder us if you don't open up and share like what's going on. Because I don't know how to help you and even helping you like yeah, sometimes that means that like I kind of step in, but sometimes that means that like I let you handle it yourself. I think just like relationship advice as far as like me and Quentin, like I, like he really is like my best friend and we talk about that all the time. I'm like, we have such a strong friendship, not to the sense of where it's like, we're not like in love and it's like some weird friend zone thing, but like we have on top of our relationship, like such a strong friendship to where it's not, Like, I feel like so often people are like, oh my gosh, we fought, like we're going to break up. And they're like so afraid and kind of like anxious in a relationship. And it's like, I like neither of us like fear that it's like, it's Mm -hmm. a very like stable, consistent relationship. Another thing that I think kind of has, that's been different for me a little bit. I mean, I've never really been this person, but people look for relationships and they think it has to be this like heightened emotion thing all the time where it's like, you're so in love. So obviously you're going to like scream at each other and then you're going to like make up and then whatever. And it has to be these like heightened emotions or it doesn't mean anything. And I think that a lot of people that I know kind of get that misconstrued. And it's like, I think our relationship has been the most like stable, consistent thing probably ever in my life. Like it is so consistent and stable and that's not to say like we don't have arguments. Like obviously we have arguments. We're together all the time. Like, do you actually think that Brandon I... doesn't call them arguments? Oh He's... my god, Quentin doesn't 
fire. He, he literally refuses. I'm literally like, Brandon, I'm literally so annoyed about this and da da da. And he's like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to argue whatever. And he's like, we're just having a discussion. Oh we're God, not arguing. And I'm like, person. it's literally an argument and you don't have to be scared to say that we argue. Like, I think that people are like nervous about that because mm-hmm. they're like, no, no, no. Like we don't argue at all. And I'm like, it's fine to say that we're having an open conversation. Like maybe my tone is not the, the nicest, nicest right yeah. now. Like maybe I have a little attitude, but like, we're like, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it doesn't mean that our relationship isn't stable. Like I'm not throwing pans across the apartment. Literally. Like, no, Quentin, literally, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. We like got in a fight earlier. He's like, we did not get in a fight. Pens. And <laughs> I'm like, literally- what do you mean? Like, he's like, no, we didn't fight. He's like, that was just like a conversation that we had. Like, it's actually bizarre. We're that's literally, we are actually dating the same people. Literally. We're the same person, dating no. the same people, but that's exactly how Brandon is. Like every yeah. time I'm like, no, I didn't mean to argue. He's like, what are you talking about? It wasn't an argument. We were just having a discussion da, da, da. because I think he thinks the same thing, like the heightened emotions. It's like, if it's an argument, like we're breaking up and I'm like, that's not what it is. The number one advice I have is like, obviously one communication is key and everyone says that for everything, but But like it really is really communication is key. And on top of that, don't intend on communicating your issue and complaining without coming up with a solution Yes, because it's so stupid. Like if you're going to come to me about something be like, this has been bothering. I'm gonna be like, okay, so what do you want me to do? You know, like you have to be able to work around that. And on top of that, if your partner is not very communicative and lacks telling you those things, I would always tell to Brandon in our beginning of the relationship. Like obviously now he tells me, but in the beginning, when we would talk about certain things, I would be like, okay, well, you need to tell me this. And he'd be like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, if it's bothering you, I can't fix it unless you tell me. So you can either like bottle up all the issues and not bring it up. And then you're long distance and you're like, well, I don't see them as much. It's fine. It's not going to bother me, but eventually it's going to come out. So you can't fix the issue unless you say it. And that's like my number one thing, because I'm like, without you telling me, how am I supposed to know? Especially guys, they literally, and like, (laughs) I'll be like, well, I've been annoyed about this for two months. And they're like, well, what? And I'm like, I literally have to like spell it out for you in order to say it because you're not going to get it. So yeah. There is like some, I want to say like sermon series, whatever Mike Todd's like dating series that went viral on YouTube. But he has a whole thing about how the problem with relationships nowadays is not the relationship. It's this like this singleness. So people don't spend the time that they need to work on themselves when they're single. Then they go into a relationship really unhealthy. And then they like don't know how to be in a relationship and can't figure it out. And it's like, not that anyone's a relationship expert, but I think it has to do with like two individual people. And if you're not, not that you have to be fully healthy. Like, I think that we're all always going to have problems, but I think you have to kind of work things, certain things out when you're single. And now, especially I look at it in the sense of like, you see people who are like, Oh, I don't like need anyone and like screw them and blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, ultimately just like very selfish. And it's like, okay, you're going to get into a relationship and find out that like you, a newsflash, like you actually don't get your way every single time. Mm-hmm. Our boyfriends love us and they're amazing. So do we get our way most of the time? Yes. But that's <laughs> beside the point. Like you're not gonna always get your way. Like a relationship is like a give and take and you have to compromise and it's not always going to be all about you. And I think because we are kind of in like a culture of where things are all about ourselves, that people get to relationships and they just throw them away because they are not the number one priority and everything isn't about them, you know? And that again is the same thing. Patience. You have to be able to like work with the person. That doesn't mean if they're there, I think people just get confused on like when to keep trying when something is going wrong and like when something is working, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have patience to understand like what are things that you are able to compromise on and what are your non-compromisable? Like there are certain things in a relationship and especially being long distance and stuff. Like you have to realize, okay, like this isn't working right now. I don't know. Like you just have to have your set compromisable things and then your non-compromisable things. And you have to have the patience to work through those things because you and your partner aren't always going to be on the same page. And you guys also have to realize you've had relationships before. Shocker. Unfortunately, my boyfriend's dated other people for me. Quinn and I literally always so disrespectful. I know. We always say like, oh, we've never did anyone else. And or I'll be like, it's literally so embarrassing that I didn't anyone besides Quentin. Like we say it's that all so, the time. I'm always like, that is so tragic. Like I'm embarrassed. But I'm at so the same time, you have to realize like you both come from different places. You have to have enough patience, understanding, communication skills to be like, you've come from this. I've come from this. Let's work through it. Let's talk about it. 
And you just have to know that that's what it takes to work it, work it out. But it's not in like the screaming way, like where you're breaking yeah. up every night and you're yelling and then, you know, cause that's yes. just not healthy. I think I'm trying to think of a ne- like non-negotiable and something that you could be like negotiable on. But I think, you know, if you're in screaming matches and this person is not treating you well and you feel anxious in the relationship all the time, then I think that that's kind of a sign of like, oh, this isn't for you. For example, like things that I will not budge on trying to even, I mean, I I literally made an entire episode on like non-negotiables with Dom that like is one of the most popular episodes for some reason on this podcast, but just things that like I really care about and someone like that they're kind. I always like leaders always like faith is like, I was going to say, even if you have, if you're strong in your faith, like it's like, you have to have those things set in stone. Like, yeah. And when you my thing is, is when you start to get into a relationship and you realize from the get-go, like, wow, we are not seeing eye to eye on this. It's probably not going to change in a few months. Like if that is who that person is, they're probably not going to change later on because that's their values and you have your values mm-hmm. and you can't, it's not met, fair. It's to not, ask them it's to not either. fair to ask them to change. That's not just with faith. That's like with anything. If you're, if the person you're dating is like, drinks every night and goes partying and you are like homebody don't drink stay at home every single night or it's the opposite or whatever you cannot try and make them stay at home every night do what you do that's their lifestyle they're going to want to be with someone who has the same lifestyle as them you know Mm -hmm. so you have to understand that there are things that you can compromise on or things you can't yes and maybe make a list before you start dating and just don't date someone if that's like from the get-go what they're doing you know because then it's just not gonna work like there are are gonna have a long yeah you're literally gonna be sitting on a sitting on red flags in two months so just get out now (laughs) okay run run literally run okay this has been a great episode um thank you so much for coming on where can they find you Oh, goodness. They can find me on Instagram. My username is very annoying, but you can just type in. Yeah. K-K-E-E-A-A-T-T-O-O-N-N. My username is every letter with my name twice. Keaton on YouTube. Keaton Milburn. My podcast is I'm Into It with Keaton Milburn. It's on Apple and Spotify. And that's about it. That's where they can find me. Twin Flames. Twin Flames. You guys can find my clothing brand, Twin Flames, on Instagram at Twin Flames. We don't currently have any in stock. But working on it. We're working on it. So eventually. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you guys did, let me know by leaving a nice review and rating. I really want to start doing something with the reviews that you guys leave. If you guys have any ideas, let me know. And yeah, we'll talk about it in the Facebook group. But I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you guys next week.